The text for the sermon this morning is taken from Daniel 6, which is, will be involved throughout the sermon. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you were to go, take, go down to Des Moines, and you're leaving Des Moines, you took I-80, you'd go about an hour away, you'd arrive the exit to Greenfield, Iowa. And as you'd go south on that exit, just off the highway, you would see a rock. A big old rock on the corner of the highway. Now, according to my stepmom, who grew up in that area, many years ago, that rock, what would be covered on that rock was usually your typical graffiti. Uh, typical, typically, there'd be numbers. If you want to look for a good time, there'd be a number on that rock to find that. Um, there would be all kinds of different things on there that you shield the eyes of your kids from because it's just kind of not appropriate. Well, up until a few years ago, that's what was on that rock. Until a few years ago, when one of the people that lives in that area who went to high school with uh, my stepmom's nieces... Decided, he looked at that rock and he decided he wanted to start painting it. And he began painting it with all these patriotic, patriotic images. And so like right now, if you were to go down that road, you'd look off to the left and there's this big rock and now it's painted with an American flag, with American soldiers, um, helicopters, a Vietnam era helicopter painted on there. And it's painted in homage to the soldiers of this country. It's, it has been called the Freedom Rock. Now there's a Freedom Rock, I think, in, in Ashton, isn't there one, I think? There's a couple, of, there's several of them all over, the, all over the state. But the one in Greenfield was the first one. And... But it all started, at first, it was this thing that was covered with graffiti. But now it's a thing of incredible art. When we become Christians, see, when we're born in our sinful nature, we're like that rock at first. We are covered with, with graffiti. The things that we say and we do, the things that we are guilty of, we would shield the eyes and the ears of people and would, would be terrified at the idea of anybody knowing about them. So if somebody were to, if somebody were to shout out the things that we have done, we'd probably want to cover their, the ears of everyone and say, la, 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 la. Pretend it didn't happen. However, at one point, our Lord came and saw us, specifically at the waters of baptism, and He took a brush, and He began painting over it. And as He began painting over it, it became more and more a thing of beauty. You are made a thing of beauty by the blood of Christ. 
He doesn't use paint. He uses his own blood. Shed on the cross. You who are once a poor, sinful human being, you are wiped over, washed clean, made holy, righteous, a beautiful thing in the sight of our Lord. It happens with the waters of baptism. It happens every time we hear the word. It happens when we receive the Lord's Supper that we are made this new, beautiful thing. But see, with that freedom rock, it is covered with something, it's covered with images of the United States. But did you know that there are people in this world that don't like the United States? Do you know there's people in this world that would hate the images of those soldiers? And sadly, it's true that many people are wondering if they're amazed by the fact that it has yet to be vandalized. Even though it's made local and area news, people know it's there, and fortunately it has not happened. When you are covered with Christ's righteousness, you are covered with something offensive. You are covered with Christ. And you should expect that life is not always going to be wonderful. That is the lie that is taught so often that if you're a Christian, if you have the right attitude, you have the right faith, if you pray hard enough, and some people even go and say, if you put enough money in the offering plate, if you do those things, then you're going to have a wonderful life, never have a single bad day. That is what people would love to preach to you. And we want to hear it. We want to hear the ways to get away to avoid the evils of this world and the problems of this world. But Christianity is not the solution to the temporal problems of this world. Christianity does not promise that life will be easy. So I look at this reading from Daniel 6. As I was beginning to look at it, the thing that first came to my thought is because it's about Daniel under the Persian king, and he is being told that there's a command that everybody, anybody over the period of 30 days that does not bow down and worship the idols that have been set up by King Cyrus or King Darius will be thrown into the lion's den. So I read that, I'm like, ha, another persecution story. Just last week, I read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were told, either bow down and worship the golden image that, that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, or be thrown into the fiery furnace. And you could go back throughout the history of it, throughout all of the, the writings of what happened in the Old Testament. The prophets of the Lord constantly are being told to deny Him, to follow after other gods, or face death. 
The New Testament is littered with these examples. People facing death. When I came to the text, my first thought was, oh, I'm going to have to preach about this again. But again, then, then very quickly my thought went to, imagine what it must have been for Daniel. It's like, ah, another guy. Because remember King Nebuchadnezzar, he was the Babylonian king. He's the one that carried out the, told them that they'd be thrown into the fiery furnace the last time. And they were spared of the fiery furnace. And now King ne- the Babylonian empire is overthrown just as Daniel had predicted. The Persians are the new empire. And so they have to go through the whole thing all over again. And they're going to have to get thrown. Daniel, instead of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is the one that gets to, throw, gets to be thrown to see whether or not he dies. And the thing is, it's amazing because Daniel, when he hears this, he doesn't, when he hears this law, he doesn't, get, he doesn't go undercover. He doesn't go underground about his practice of worship. The thing he does is he goes up to the top of the, the top of the building of the house that he is in. He opens the door, the windows wide, and right in front of those open windows, he prays three times a day to the one true God. So it's not a secret. And the consequence is he is thrown to that lion's. He is thrown there to be a feast. But the lions, they are silenced. Their mouths are shut. They don't eat them. God spares him. Daniel did not know that would happen. Just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not know that, it would, that they would survive the the fiery furnace. They knew it could happen, but they don't know it. The thing that you find in Scripture that's abundantly clear is that being a Christian, being faithful to the one true God, does not guarantee an easy life here. In fact, you find the opposite. Jesus said that no servant is greater than his master. If they hated me, they will hate you also. Look at what Jesus endured. Look at what he endured on the cross for you. We should expect no more in this life than to suffer that. Being a Christian does not guarantee an easy life. It guarantees that you're going to be hated. Because you are carrying an offensive message. That you, because we live in a country, in the United States we're told that we're very much about, you know, you've got to work for everything. You've got to put in the hard work, the hard hours. But we're telling a message 
that all the hard hours, all the hard work, all the effort that you could ever put in is not enough to save yourself. And that there is not, and we live in, an, in a, we live in a capitalist society. So there's many different options. If you want to get it, go buy a package of hamburger, you could go to Hy-Vee, you could go to Fairway, you could go to Walmart, or if you're really lazy and extremely lazy, you could go to McDonald's and it's not really a package of hamburger, but you know, they could make it for you. We have all kinds of options. But we tell the offensive thing that there is one option. There's only one way to salvation. And that is through Christ. And as long as we carry that message, and as long as we are proclaiming it, we are to be targeted. Even though we have been made beautiful, made a new thing, Marked and covered with the glory of our Lord. It is an offensive thing to a world that is perishing. Like Daniel, who was thrown to the lion's den. Like the three men who were thrown into the burning furnace. Like Elijah, when he was persecuted, when they were hunting him down like St. Stephen, like St. Paul, like Peter, we will face hatred and rejection because we are Christians. The hymn that we just sang, we only sang four verses, and the reason is, I know it's not an extremely familiar hymn, so I trimmed down the verse numbers, but the words, it's the hymn of the day for this week, but I... I don't know if any of you have that hymn still open, but verse 6 and 7, I think it's, just, it's very helpful to look at at this point. It says, Yet even though I suffer the world's unpleasantness, and though the days grow rougher and bring me great distress, that day of bliss divine, which knows no end or measure, measure, in Christ who is my pleasure, forever shall be mine. For thus the Father willed it, who fashioned us from clay, and his own Son fulfilled it, and brought eternal day. The Spirit now has come, to us true faith has given. He leads us home to heaven. Oh, praise the three in one. Such beautiful words. Because no matter the distress, no matter the evil, no matter how rough the day gets, we know in the end that the pleasure that is Christ is ours forever. Where there is no suffering, where the roughness, the distress will be gone forever and in eternity. The pleasures of this world are fleeting. We don't cling to those treasures. We cling to the treasures of the world to come. Because that is never ending. We're willing to face disgrace. We're willing to face suffering. 
on account of the cross, on the count of Christ whom we bear. Because the end, the reward, is far greater than anything this world could throw at us. May the hope of the world to come be what leads you to proclaim Christ, to bear his message to your neighbor, to the members of this congregation who are missing, that they may hear the hope even in the days of rough and distress, because Christ, who is our pleasure, forever shall be ours. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith, the life everlasting. Amen. Please stand to sing the Judaeum on page 223.